Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is the Green Bar Sports Open Line. Goes mid swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Back at it on a Gray Bar Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley. One hour down, one more to go. Coming up this hour, we are going to be joined by uh, Jen Cease. Lots of soccer this hour. Jen Cease will join us uh, at 7.20, so in about uh, 15 minutes or so. And then we'll hear from uh, Coach Katie Shields, the uh, SLU women's soccer coach. And Brad Young's in the house tonight for At Your Service from 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock. He generally pops. Have we officially invited him to uh, the 7 7- 45, 750 segment yet? Okay, so uh, hopefully he's listening as he drives. You know what, Matt? Don't even text him. We will we will extend the invitation right now to Brad Young to join us in the final segment, as we normally do with uh, with Brad when he's hosting at your service on Wednesday nights right here on KMOX. Tomorrow, short night. We'll have Thursday night football, and then we're back to a full show coming up on Friday. So Missouri football has a ton. A ton of momentum right now. They only have one loss. They could easily be undefeated. They're in the top 25. Uh, they have continued to recruit. Well, it just feels like everything that Coach Drinkwitz has been building for has come to this year. And you thought maybe, just maybe, that would turn into him picking up the services and the program picking up the services of Ryan Wingo, five-star wide receiver coming out of SLU High, as – Missouri was one of the finalists for Wingo's commitment to a program. Well, earlier today, Wingo made his announcement on where he would be continuing his collegiate career. If you didn't hear what he said right there, he said, Texas. He's going to head to, I guess, he'll be headed to the SEC as Texas is headed to the SEC. So Missouri will see him on occasion when they're matched up against uh, Texas. Uh, he makes the decision to head to the University of Texas. So Missouri comes up short in this recruiting battle, which is a bummer. You really want to see uh, Missouri kind of come in and, and, and own St. Louis and be able to get all these uh, high-profile recruits, the few that do come through uh, this area, get as many of them as possible. And obviously they did that with a Luther Burden, and there's some other um, high-profile type players that will find their way to Missouri. Here's what I found interesting. And uh, Frank Cusimano, our good friend Frank Cusimano from Channel 5, KSDK, who's going to join us on Friday. Friday, Frank's going to be with us coming up on Friday, and we will certainly talk with Frank about this uh, on Friday. Frank tweeted out, 
this video. We're going to play the audio from this video. Frank talked to the uh, the father of Ryan Wingo and just asked about whether or not this is a 100% done deal with Texas because uh, you still got a little bit of time till National Signing Day. That's going to be coming up in December. So you've got uh, just over a month where he can be verbally committed to Texas but n- not yet put pen to paper. So there is there still a possibility for another school to try to swoop in and possibly uh, woo Wingo away from Texas? He made the decision he thought was right, but are you aware that there could be ramifications? People locally, they're going to be really ticked off, and we know how crazy college fans can be. Signing day, December the 20th. You never know what can happen. Signing day, December the 20th. You just never know what can happen by then. So you're saying you'll still accept Mizzou's recruitment? Yes, sir. Um, Yes, sir, for sure. I mean, I I I obviously accept it. Um, but like I said, I'm locked in with Texas right now, so, you know, it is, I mean, obviously they can recruit me still, but I'm locked in with Texas right now, so, yes, sir. Brian, did you say it's etched in stone? Um, yeah, kind of, yeah, it, it is. Um, but like I said, if they still want to recruit me, I'm not going to turn them down just because they've been recruiting for so long. That audio courtesy of Channel 5, KSDK, and Frank Cusimano. Again, Will Hill join us later on this week. I find that to be interesting. Uh, one of two things is going on there. Either they're trying to not make Missouri people hate them for uh, for for the decision, or the recruitment is is legitimately still open. And with name, image, likeness, and with the money that you get from these NIL collectives, I don't. You never know what might happen. I'm not sitting here predicting that Wingo is going to uh, switch his decision and switch his commitment and head somewhere else. But that did seem, and I, I thought that was very notable, what was said uh, by Ryan Wingo and also his father to uh, to Frank Cusimano in Channel 5, that they will still accept recruitment. And I think when you're, maybe I'm putting words in people's mouths at this point, but I feel like in today's day and age, when you're talking about continuing to accept recruitment, part of that is you're accepting NIL offers. So if you're a Mizzou booster and you've got some money and you've got a business and you want to get involved in all this and you want to try to maybe slant things more in the direction of the Tigers, I think I think the Wingos left the door open for something to happen. I don't I don't expect there to be a change. I bet he does play at the University of Texas. It does seem odd to me, though, and this is this is me showing my age, right? Like this is where I'm a little bit different than maybe other people. If you're going to go through the the whole thing of having a press conference and announcing that uh, this is going to be the school that you're committed to, like I'm, I've got the old school belief that you know once you say that, once you say you're committed to a school, that that's where you should head to. Now. All that being said, it doesn't happen a lot. You, if you if you follow along with kind of the business of you know major football, major basketball recruiting, it happens every single day. If you're looking at a, a rivals or a twenty four seven sports, any of those websites that uh, cover football and basketball recruiting, you see it on an everyday basis that these kids are, are verbally committing to one program and then they they change their verbal commitments. And if I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth. You know what? They once they're locked in, 
we spend so much time talking about coaches being able to just leave and everything, yet athletes don't have that same opportunity. Like, I get it. I, I, I totally understand where, as an athlete, you want to feel like uh, you've got as much uh, in terms of the options and, and just the flexibility as anybody else will have. So I, I get that. And, and maybe I'm being hypocritical when I sit here and say that I once a kid commits to something that they should that they should totally stick with it. I don't know. I just it doesn't feel like this is over quite yet. And my question would be why even go through what you went through today if you are still going to be accepting the recruitment from other schools, but who am I to tell anybody how to uh, go about living their life and go about uh, making one of the biggest decisions of their lives because where you choose to go to college, and if you're an athlete, it's that much more pronounced. Where you choose to go play college athletics, that's going to be one of the biggest decisions uh, that you ever make. And you got to make sure that once that decision becomes a final decision, that you are very comfortable with the decision that's uh, that's being made. So I think it's a bummer for Missouri not to win out today. Maybe the door has been left open just a little bit. I don't think the door is wide open. Uh, if if the the NIL collective folks and and the business leaders and the the boosters surrounding. Uh, the Missouri football program were to come through in a really, really big way and get that message out to Wingo. Would there be a possible possibility to 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 change his mind? Yeah, I think I, I I don't think that door is completely closed. But let's let's be and I'm not trying to take a shot at Missouri. And look, there's there's a lot of money in Columbia. There's a lot of money in Columbia. There's a lot of money connected to. Uh, people who are promoting and supporting Missouri athletics. I don't think Missouri is going to have to go punch above their weight to be successful in the financial realm when it comes to NIL. But at the same time, let's not forget who he has verbally committed to. It's the University of Texas. You want to talk about money. You want to talk about resources. You want to talk about boosters. That Texas, if not number one in the country, they're, they're right there next to Alabama and right there next to Georgia and Florida State and programs like that, Ohio State, uh, there, there is as much money circulating around Texas athletics as you are going to find in any athletic department. So good luck. Because I, Again, I don't think the door is closed. Good luck to everybody who still remains interested in Wingo. And I think the, the message was sent today that, yeah, this is his verbal commitment for now but it may not be the final decision, but if it's not going to be the final decision, somebody's going to have to come up in a big way to find a way to, uh, to flip him. But that's the, that's the news of the day. We'll see if Missouri can get back in this before all is said and done. This weekend, City SC, they open up their playoff run. They are going to match up against either Sporting Kansas City or San Jose. Those two teams are going to get started in about an hour and 15 minutes in Kansas City, and the winner of that matchup tonight will advance to the best of three. We're going to have the entire run for City SC right here on KMOX, in addition to Y98, where they've been all year long. We're uh, we're coming in. We're swooping in. We're picking up City SC. We'll be simulcasting these games throughout the run of the playoffs. Jen Cease is part of uh, that broadcast and also host of the uh, St. Louis City Soccer Report that you hear on KMOX. And she's going to join us in just a moment or so as we roll on with a Gray Bar Sports Open Line here on a Wednesday night on KMOX. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is a Gray Bar Sports Open Line. We roll your way weekday night, 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock, unless something else happens to be going on. Like tomorrow, we'll have Thursday Night Football back with you. Uh, we'll, we'll be for like a half hour tomorrow and then back for a full two-hour program uh, coming up on Friday night here on KMOX. On Sunday here on KMOX, City SC Soccer. In addition to Y98, we'll be simulcasting City SC's playoff run. Have a great uh, broadcast crew that includes our next guest. She's also the host of the St. Louis City Soccer Report. We go to the Quiver River Electric guest line and we welcome on to the program our very good friend uh, Jen C. So you follow on Twitter at Coach Jen MTD. Jen, appreciate you taking some time. How are you? Hey, no problem. How are you, Matt? I am good. What's your excitement level for uh, the postseason that is uh, just about set to arrive for City? You know, I think it's just like it is with everybody. Like, nobody knows what's going to happen tonight. So before we even think about Sunday, we got to think about who our opponent's going to be, and that's Kansas City facing up with San Jose at 8.30 p.m. Central tonight. Do you have a uh, belief on who's going to win tonight? No, you know what? I don't. And here's why. Because if you talk to, like, you take the fans and you go 50-50, I think sometimes you get 50% saying, like, ah, I don't want to play Kansas City again. I want to play somebody new. Now, if you get the marketing team at St. Louis City, they want to play Kansas City. That's the best marketing story, right? A rivalry is best for everybody. Um, when it comes to run of form, though, Kansas City, is in a, they have really picked up steam coming into the postseason, whereas San Jose is kind of, as some experts say, limping in, so to speak, which might be a better opponent to take on if you want to grab those three points. Sporting is uh, the favorite, and they're playing at home tonight. As you mentioned, San Jose is not an impressive team here at the moment. But at the same time, especially if it's a low-scoring matchup, if San Jose can just keep you know sporting off the board, maybe they're able to steal it at the end. That's right. It's really a matter of here tonight is – who plays better soccer, who could defend uh, whatever points they need. I understand that tonight, you know, usually we're, we're used to in the regular season, you know, ending on a tie. Well, many fans or, or maybe fans who don't understand soccer as much is going to get their wish tonight because they will go straight to PKs if there is no win in regular time tonight. Do you like that? Do you like PKs being the decision? Because that just seems so random. Should they just play until somebody scores a goal if they get into, a, you know, after regulation? Yeah, if you, if you talk to a soccer purist, a soccer purist will always want the decision made in the run of play on the field. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes to lose in PKs. And certainly, even winning in PKs is better 
but you would always like to know that you can defeat your opponent in the regular run of play, in the regular uh, portion of the game. Even if you have to go to two overtimes and a golden goal, you would prefer to win on the pitch. Uh, on the regular run of play, if possible. Yeah, I just don't like the idea of winning a playoff matchup with a skills competition. Yeah, it's not my favorite, for sure. And and you've seen, I mean, it's it's honestly, Matt, it's many of the times our foreign players on St. Louis City and probably across the MLS don't always understand playoffs, by the way. Uh, they're used I don't to think anybody advancing. understands these playoffs, Jen. Yeah, they, re- they really don't. They understand being a regular run of play, and, and here's how I performed on the season, and I am the top because I performed all season long. It's a very foreign concept yeah. for them to now lose to a team that was probably inferior to me in the regular season, and PKs kind of feel like the same way to me. The inferior team could come out on top. I was watching Ted Lasso, and not to – not to take anything away from like what if people haven't finished. So, to, you know, switch your radio dial for 30 seconds if you haven't finished Ted Lasso. Uh, but uh, that was my thought. I was like, what, what do you mean that they, they need to win this game and this other team needs to lose this game for them to be champions? What about the playoffs? Come on. And that's just not how it works over there. No, it really doesn't. The rest of the world is really much on board with, you know, what you have done all season should put you on top or middle or wherever you fall. And, and America is definitely, I think, across our sports of we like the underdog, right? We, we like the story of somebody that barely gets into maybe the playoffs and can somehow come out better than the top team that ran all the way through the season. We're talking with uh, Jen Cease looking ahead to uh, City SC's uh, playoff run. So uh, I, I keep saying this, and, and this makes the most sense to me. City gets uh, you know, a normal rest going into Sunday's matchup. Whoever they're going to be playing will be coming off a, a pretty late night on Wednesday where there's going to be a lot of energy expended, you would assume, especially if it's a close uh, matchup tonight. It feels like this first game is almost a must-win for City because that's going to be their opportunity to take the advantage of having uh, better legs. I agree. I think that is an absolute must win for city at home. We know what it's like at city park. Even if you haven't been to city park, I think it's pretty palpable. If you watch the game from a local pub or at your home on Apple TV, but it is an absolute must win. It's best of three, but your best of three is always going to be better. If you get that first one at home. How concerned are you about them being able to flip that proverbial switch because over the final four regular season matchups, uh, they only won one of them. It was against Kansas City, so I guess that's good. But Minnesota, Vancouver, and Seattle, those were all losses. Yeah, I mean, Bradley Carnell and actually any player that you would talk to in St. Louis City would like to pitch the Vancouver game you know, into the trash bin. They know it wasn't their best game. They know they didn't show up for that game. Um, you know, when it came to the following games, I think they're a little bit split on that, but I think they would also say uh, their last regular season game here at City Park wasn't what they wanted. They know if, if you base what they're doing off the last two games of run of form, no, it, it wasn't good. They weren't the better team on the day. You would also say that St. Louis City, I would say, likes the challenge. No, I don't think many teams, when you know you already have it, it's a hard thing to do to you know, make that game a must win for you. This first game, I think Bradley Carnell will do a great job with the team. He's already done it this week of saying that this is a must win, that 
it doesn't matter where we go next, but we have got to get this first game at home in front of our fans. And I did misspeak. They won that Minnesota matchup before Kansas City, but then lost those final two games, as we referenced, right. uh, against Vancouver right. and Seattle. But the the point remains the same, that uh, in their last two matches, they got outscored by a combined 5 nothing score. So you just you don't want to see any of that permeate its way into the playoffs. No, and they and they got outplayed. Um, they got they not only got outscored. Sometimes you can get outscored, but you didn't necessarily get outplayed. They got outplayed on the pitch. They were outplayed um, overall. In in okay, you don't look at possession rate per se because City likes a lower possession rate. But it came to doing executing their style versus the other team executing their style. The other team did a better job, and St. Louis City is going to definitely focus that on that at every single practice this week. Finish you off with this. Who's your X factor? Who's your player that if if this player has a good postseason run, then City is in great shape. You know, it's it's always with with a city with a team like St. Louis City SC, who calls itself a designated team, not a designated player. It's the team, of course. But if I'm looking to individual players, I would probably even over Joao Klaus, I would point at Edward Leuven. I think Edward Lubin, when Edward Lubin is in form, when he's getting the ball where he wants to get it, when we play the ball through Adu and everybody else is doing their job around Adu and he's allowed to create, he's allowed to find players like Klaus or Adenarand or whoever that might be, I think that that's when City plays their best. She is uh, Jen Seeks. Now, there's going to be a special edition of the uh, St. Louis City Soccer Report leading into uh, coverage uh, coming up on Sunday, correct? That, that's right. Nate Gatter will be alongside. I will pop in there from the booth, but Nate Gatter will be leading that up until the official pregame of St. Louis City SC. And uh, like you said, simulcast on Y98 and KMOX. Yeah, we're going to be uh, listening, Jen. Have a great call. Really enjoy being part of these broadcasts. It's so much fun to be part of things like this when you get into the playoffs and when the when the magnitude of the games are, are so big, just to have a, a small part of it is so really cool. So I'm so happy for you and excited for you that you get to experience this. And uh, we'll talk again uh, maybe, uh, maybe next week leading to game two. That sounds great, Matt. Thank you. All right, very good. There's Jen Cease joining us here on a Gray Bar Sports Open Line, talking to her via the Quiver River Electric Guest Line, and appreciate her taking uh, just a few moments with us. And again, we'll have we'll have it for you. We'll have uh, the broadcast for you right here on KMOX, and we're going to follow City along throughout the course of uh, their playoff uh, run. And I uh, can't wait to see what they can do. Hopefully, they just lock right in. I'm with the with the assumption that city wins that uh, playoff series. And that's a big assumption to make, but as long as they win it, I, I am hopeful that it's uh sporting Kansas city and just take care of them. Take care. You know, and you know what? Finish them off in two. There'll be more home games. Finish them off at their place. The soccer capital stuff. We'll show them. We'll show them. All right. Uh, speaking of soccer, speaking of the soccer capital of the, uh, of the world, the United States, probably the United States. Anyways, uh, we're going to talk uh, with uh, Coach Katie Shields from the SLU women's soccer team. She joins us next. They're getting ready to open up their conference tournament. There's a lot of, lot, lot of big soccer going on. Coach Shields joins us in just a moment. It's a Gray Bar Sports Open Line. My name is Matt Pauley. This is KMOX. It's the Gray Bar Sports Open Line. Goes Smith swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. 
A great bar sports open line continues right here on KMOX. We're going to go back to the Quiver River Electric guest line. Very happy to welcome on to the program. She is the head coach of the St. Louis University women's soccer team. They are getting set to uh, open up the conference tournament, and they are going to be doing that on uh, Friday when they match up against VCU. It is uh, Coach Katie Shields. Coach, uh, thanks so much for taking some time with us today. How are you? Thanks for having me. Doing fantastic. Uh, just from a very general perspective, how ready are you guys for the uh, conference tournament coming up this weekend? Uh, we're we're excited. We're still in our preparations uh, for the for the match, but really like the way we're playing, growing game to game. So excited to be playing some playoff soccer. Look, I, I don't want to jinx anything, but I mean, you look at what you've done. You look at the lack of goals you've given up recently. Uh, it's it's pretty remarkable the run that you're that you're on right now. How confident of a group are you coaching right now? Yeah, they're very confident, as they should be. Um, to win a regular season, to go unbeaten, we outscored A-10 opponents 32-1 to um, in 10 games is is a fantastic showing, but it, the playoffs are different. You know, it's uh, win and keep playing, lose, and potentially go home for the season. So there is that extra bit of pressure, a little bit extra bit of excitement around it, uh, but we feel good about where we are right now. As a coach, is that something you address directly or is that just something that you know that everybody knows, so you try to treat it as much like just the next game? Yeah, we, uh, with our group, they're very experienced. We have a team that's been here before. They know what playoff soccer feels like. Uh, we remind them, of course, of different situations and scenarios we might find ourselves in throughout the, the playoffs, but it's not something we spend a ton of time focused on just because there is such experience in our team. You talk about that experience and so many players. I mean, they just jump off the stat page. Uh, but you look at junior forward Emily Gaby and what she's done being the A-10 uh, women's soccer offensive player of the week uh, in you know two consecutive weeks. Uh, she's scoring multiple goals in, in games all the time. Can you talk about the impact that she has had and what she gives to you on an every match uh, basis? Yeah, Gaby, I mean, she's such a tremendous goal scorer she scores goals in different ways she's really hard to defend and i think it also she's been become a really good passer as well and so she's hard to to prepare for because you know if you stop her then you got to deal with caroline kelly who's also scored goals at an incredible rate and then you got hannah larson who's leading the the team in assists also in our front our front three and so i just think the depth and balance Obviously, right now, led by Gaby, but on a given night, a lot of different players can be the one that, that score the goal. You look at the results of your games, and there's a lot of 3 nothings and 4 nothings. You'll see a 5 nothing, a 6 nothing in there, but you go back to it the last time you matched up against VCU. That was at their place in, in Richmond back on October 1st, and that was a 1 nothing victory. Can, can you speak to uh, the challenge they are going to present for you on Friday? Yeah, they're a very good team. Uh, we are not looking past them by any way. I, I believe just in the way league scheduling was done, they're actually pretty underseated in where uh, they fell in terms of finishing eighth. I think they are one of the top two to three teams in the in the conference, and so they did. We don't feel like we were maybe our best selves that Sunday in Richmond, but that's not to take anything away because we know it's going to take our best shot to beat BCU because they're absolutely a team capable of. Win, not just winning a game, but winning a championship. And so it, it'll be a fantastic matchup, and we got to do our best to prepare to come out on top. You match up against some really good teams, especially in the non-conference early on in the season. Maybe this is a, be a better question for uh, when, when we're talking leading into a possible NCAA tournament appearance, but how, how important is it for you to have that experience against those ranked teams uh, early on in the season? Oh, it's 
it's so valuable. And it's a reason we did challenge ourselves, test ourselves, the opportunity to go out and open our season at BYU, who's stayed in the top five in the country all season. I believe they'll be a number one seed in the NCAA tournament um, to be able to go on the road and, you know, get a result at Brown, who's in the top 10 nationally, and then to also uh, beat Nebraska, who just won a Big Ten championship on the road. Those games are preparing you for the pace, the athleticism, and, and the quality of what it looks like in NCAA tournament soccer. So we're we're really grateful to have had those under our belt, have that experience to draw on, and it's also helped position us to, you know, not just get into the NCAA tournament, but perhaps be in a position to earn a seed. We are in a fantastic time period when it comes to soccer in this area, and it, a lot of it does have to do with the emergence of, uh, of City SC. There's a lot of people. Obviously, St. Louis has always been an amazing soccer community, but I think we can all say that there's been a lot of people starting to pay attention to soccer a little bit more because of City. Has that excitement, has, has that trickled down to you guys at all? I, absolutely. I even think for us, our, our women, you know, they go to city games. We had the opportunity to play a game against uh, SIUE in City Park. So we got to experience that for our first class stadium uh, experience as, as athletes and coaches, uh, which was, you know, it's kind of once in a lifetime experience that you get playing your soccer at SLU. And so I think it's all it's done is grown our soccer community that was already incredibly vibrant in St. Louis. And we're absolutely benefit, benefiting from, you know, city's emergence onto the scene. The uh, the 75, 80 degree weather we've had over the last few days, notwithstanding, this is the time of year where it starts to cool down a little bit. And there seems to be something special about uh, playing at Herman Stadium. There's a little bit of uh, you know cold air in there. Uh, fans make their way in. It, it turns into just a, an amazing home field advantage for you guys. It does. I mean, in, in our opinion, it's the best time of the year. You know, playoff soccer, a little crisp in the air and uh, under the lights. And so these are the these are the days, these are the weeks that you, you look forward to all season and in your training and your workouts in the off season. All right. So uh, you are going to get underway. Your team uh, coming up on Friday evening, 7 o'clock, Herman Stadium against VCU. Uh, tickets and everything available at slewbillikins.com. Hopefully folks can uh, make their way out there. If you've never gone and watched a uh, SLU women's soccer uh, game, you are missing out. They are absolutely fantastic. Uh, Coach, thank you so much for uh, the time. And uh, hopefully we're talking a few more times here over the next uh, few weeks as you continue a postseason run. I'd love that. Thanks so much for having me. Coach Katie Shields is joining us here on the program, head coach of the St. Louis University women's soccer team. Again, they open up their uh, conference tournament run, and they are hosting uh, coming up on Friday when they are going to match up against VCU, a team that they uh, they beat one nothing not all that long ago. And that sounds—I mean, they won. That sounds good, but they have been—they have been dominant. They, it, when you look at what. They have done recently. I didn't want to bring this up when uh, when she was with us because, again, you worry about jinxing things, right? Uh, but now that uh, now that we have let uh, Coach go, I can get a little bit more into just how dominant they've been. The last time they even let up a goal was back on October first. That was one, one, two, three, four, five. That was six matches ago. Over their last six ma- or over the last five matches, let's let's see. There were 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 12, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. They are on a 27 0 run in terms of scoring goals over their last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven matches. That's 
that's pretty spectacular. That is pretty spectacular with what uh, they have been able to do. Uh, but now you have the pressure of the postseason, and you have to win to advance, and we'll see uh, what they're able to do. From a national standpoint and everything, uh, they continue to get uh, some pretty high accolades. Uh, their RPI is currently uh, number 14, so they, they are a legit team. They played some really tough uh, matchups during the non-conference, and now we'll see what they can do here during the conference tournament, and uh, hopefully that will lead into them being in the NCAA tournament as well. All right, we will take one more break. When we come back, hopefully we'll be joined by our guy, Brad Young. He is in, we believe, for At Your Service tonight from uh, 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock. Uh, Oh, he's there. I see Brad Young. He is going to make his way into the studio in uh, just a moment or so. We'll find out what's going on with uh, his program tonight as we continue on with the Graybar Sports Open Line on KMOX. Well, when you hear the Law & Order theme song, that could only mean... That our guy Brad Young is in the house. Welcome back in. It's Graybar Sports Open Line on KMOX. Starting to wrap things up. Have about 10 minutes left in the show. And then once we get done, you're going to get a whole lot of Brad Young from 8 o'clock to uh, 10 o'clock this evening. But as we like to do, we bring him in uh, a little bit early. He joins us for the final segment of Sports Open Line. Hi, Brad. Mr. Pauly, good to talk to you, sir. Good to talk to you. Good to see you as always. We were just talking off mic a few moments ago. I always talk to you about... Um, Sports gambling potentially in Missouri, and last year it felt like it kind of got close. At one point, you predicted that it would happen. I, I did, and and let me let me preface that by saying, uh, like right now, I just got an email today. I I work a lot with legislators in Jeff City, and there's an actual bill that I've written uh, that looks like it's going to be uh, put onto the floor of the House of Representatives in January for debate. So this is something that I do in the context of my of my real job. But in talking to legislators last year, I really thought that at one point I was 60-40, 60% sure it would happen, 40% that it wouldn't. Uh, but then once that video gambling yeah. aspect really brought in and there was an there was an attempt to link those two things together, once that happened, then all support collapsed and it didn't happen. So that's why I, I follow that because I do I do know some folks at Jeff City. I'm I'm a very simple person. I'm as as simple as you can get. I like being simple. I think there's nothing wrong with being simple. I think our world would be better if there were more (laughs) simple people out there. Sometimes simplicity and common sense go together. It's true. I get so frustrated at the government when somebody... admits that something is progress, Mm -hmm. admits that they are for something, but they're going to go grandstand and they're going to attach something that maybe they're more passionate about than that. And well, if I don't get this, well, then I don't want any of it. Like it, it, that should be, you should be disqualified from public service if you do that, because that is the opposite of public service. You have admitted that you're in favor of X, but you're not actually going to vote for X. You're not actually going to push X through unless you get Y. And the entanglements that we get in government is horrendous, and we lose the ability to 
really see true progress being made as often as it should be made. Boy, Matt, Matt, what do you really think about that? I mean, listen, don't hide your feelings. It's just you and I. You know, we're just having a chat here. You can tell me what you really think. It's just I was frustrated. And I look honestly. Here's how simple I am. I don't know. I know that guy, the video gaming guy. I don't know if he was a Republican. I don't know if he was a Democrat. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about him. Right. All I know is that he decided to say, I'm not going to go with this unless I get my little video gaming thing. Well, you know what? <laughs> Deal with your video gaming thing later. Right. That's different. This I is know. sports gambling, and I don't know. It just frustrates yeah, me. Yeah, incremental progress is still progress. Yeah. But a lot of folks don't look at it that way. They want either 100% victory or 100% I'll lose, but I'll lose and be a martyr for it. That's the problem in a lot of political issues. But but the other topic that I wanted to, very similar that I wanted to raise with you, and again, we talked a little bit about it off mic, was, was as I was looking at the gambling issue earlier this year in terms of sports betting, I, I was looking at and intrigued by how would this impact sports from two perspectives. Number one, would it, had a, would it have a positive or a negative impact on players and number two, what would be the impact on viewers? In other words, if people have the opportunity to place bets on sporting events, I would never do that. To me, getting out of bed is as much of a gamble that I, <laughs> as I want to take during the day. But I know that some people do. And if you have skin in the games, as it were, you're going to be paying attention to that game differently than if you're just a casual viewer. So I don't know. Obviously, in St. Louis, we're insulated from this because we we don't have sports betting. But do you have any sense on a national level whether or not it's impacted, A, the players, whether that's baseball, basketball, football, has it impacted the execution of the sport, number one? And number two, has it had any impact on the viewing of the sport? Yeah, I think it's a really interesting question. I haven't seen any true data on all this. Uh, and I'm like you. I'm not a sports gambler. Don't do it. I, I always say that, you know, those – those casino owners build really big, cool buildings in Las Vegas with other people's money, yeah, and they're, they're, exactly. they're, they're good at what they're doing. So I'm going to, unless I can do it at a professional level where I know that I'm going to be winning, and there are some gamblers who that's how they make their living, and, and mm-hmm. good for them, uh, I'm, I'm not touching it. But I, I think you look at what, say, you know, the NFL is hell-bent upon injury reports being very forthcoming from teams because of sports gambling. I think the NFL is very aware of the fact that much of their TV ratings are connected to people who are watching the games because there is an invested mm. interest beyond just I'm rooting for this team or I'm rooting right. against this team. Yeah. Um, so these decisions that are being made, I think the, the teams and the leagues realize that sports gambling brings eyes to their games and sometimes it brings more than that too. But yeah, you know, the Cardinals are leading the way in the state of Missouri in terms of trying to legalize the sports gambling. Yeah, you know, the the Cardinals are working with all the other professional mm-hmm. sports teams in Missouri. But it's really been the these teams are very much uh, in support of it, which is especially when you think about baseball. It's kind of funny because baseball is the sport where you can go, you know kill somebody, you can go get a DUI, you can do all these horrible things, and there is a pathway for you to return to the game of baseball as a player, <laughs> but if you gamble yeah. on the game, you are done. Lifetime yeah. ban, Pete, Pete Rose. Rose, like all that. <laughs> uh, so from a from an on-field standpoint, 
They stay as far away from gambling as you possibly can. But from a business standpoint, the league is very much embracing it. Yeah, it, it seems like a contradiction. But but I, uh, I I'd so remember during that whole Pete Rose uh, incident, that Pete Rose debacle, however you want to classify it, is that the argument was that if if there's betting on sports from inside sports, then it could change the outcome of the game, like your classic, what was it, the the Black Sox yeah. uh, 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 a century ago. The right? Arizona, college Arizona has scandal yeah. 15, 20 years ago where there was some point shaving going on. Exactly. And, Tim and Donahue, that, the NBA official, was doing it. So, I mean, there's been some some cases of it happening. Sure. But but to me, there's obviously a uh, a moral, legal, and an ethical difference between a team that allows someone on the team to participate in gambling as opposed to viewers and spectators doing the gambling. Obviously, those positions are light years apart. But I can certainly see how, uh, from an organizational standpoint, teams like the Cardinals or, or the Chiefs or anyone else could say, listen, if this is going to put more eyeballs on the, in, on the game, then that's to our benefit. Yeah, and I and look, I hate to mention this, but uh, uh, look how the NFL has embraced Taylor Swift all of a sudden because it's it just brought eyeballs to to the game and people watching it and participating. So I can see where they would want to do that. Yeah, when um when I was I was a broadcaster for Air Force basketball for six years, and we would play the Mountain West plays their conference tournament in Las Vegas, and I made. A concerted effort. I would not even walk through a sports book, and that's sometimes hard in Las Vegas. There's sometimes yeah. where you're walking around and you just you get to the sports book. I would not walk through because the last thing I would want is to like run into somebody there, and then all of a sudden there's a conversation later on, and somebody say, "Oh yeah, I saw Matt at the sports book earlier today." Like as a broadcaster mm-hmm. for that team, it I, I think it would have been morally wrong. For me to place a bet. There were Bug things that, that I knew about that team that other people did not know. It's very much like insider trading sure, on the exactly. stock market. Exactly. Um, so I would not, I was very cognizant of where I was walking even Good for you. in Las Vegas when I was broadcasting Air Force basketball. Good for you. Yeah. Because, yeah, it could give the appearance of impropriety even if it was accidental. Right. And uh, uh, that's why, you know, there used to be an old joke uh, that, um, uh, the Baptists never recognized each other in in bars. Yeah, and you know, but the but <laughs> that's an old joke. But but in your instance, though, it could have ramifications if people said, "Well, Paulie learned something because of his position with the team, and now he's in their place in bets." Yeah, that would have definitely been an appearance of impropriety. What do you have coming up tonight on the program? You know, I had some. I was going to line up some guests for tonight. In fact, I had some folks who wanted to come on as guests. But in the last couple of weeks, we've had a lot of phone calls. And we're going to have two hours of open open calls, open lines. I've got lots of topics to discuss, but we want to hear from the listeners. It is at your service. That's Brad Young. He's going to have you for the next half hour, or not half hour, for the next two hours or so. I've got you for a half hour tomorrow. That's why half hour is in the mind. Uh, we'll go just till 6.30 tomorrow evening, and then we'll get out of here a little early because of uh, Thursday Night Football. We're back at it on Friday with a full two-hour program. We've got a lot lined up already for Friday's show, so you certainly want to be tuned into that. But I'll talk to you tomorrow for a little while. Don't go anywhere. Brad Young at your service next right here on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.